Commissioners to order, it's good to see everyone. I uh, look forward to a good meeting today. Uh, thank you all for being in the audience, participating. Thank all of you who have joined us uh, live uh, on our live stream. Mr. Brown, has the meeting been properly advertised? Yes, sir, it is. I guess Mr. Patrick will be here later. All right, thank you. At this time, we'll have our prayer and our pledge of allegiance. Uh, Mr. Chairman, I'd like to recognize Dr. Nancy Franklin, evangelist here in the community, and ask her to come forth. And we want to remember Mr. Virgil Jones uh, uh, during this time as well. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for this opportunity to assemble, to meet and gather in your name with this room full of visionaries and game changers. Father, we ask that you navigate your presence in here and everything be done in decency and order. Father, we thank you for Mr. Virgil. Reach your hand of healing on him now, wherever he is. And God, we thank you for the report that it will be great. Father, we ask that you continue to navigate and we return home to our destinations and strengthen us for this journey as the marathon continue. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Thank you, young lady. I like the divisionaries and the game changers. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, uh, let the record show. <laughs> Thank you again, guys. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. All right, it's that time of year. It's, it's football season. It's football season and all over Coastal Empire. Certainly football season in Liberty County, Georgia. There's a big game coming up on the 25th in Liberty County, and we invited our two respective teams to say hello to us and talk a little bit about their seasons and and the big game, we want to encourage everybody to participate and support the Tigers and the Panthers. Uh, let's be. Or the Panthers and the Tigers. Or the Panthers and the Tigers. Let's be uh, community supporters so that these young people know that we have their back. So we thank the uh, coaches and the staff for their uh, work with the teams. Uh, they've been in, in the heat of the summer trying to get them ready. And it's almost that time. So I know they have their own schedule, so we're going to. Allow them to come first. Let's say I'm just doing just because it's alphabetical order, Commissioner <laughs> Frazier. Uh -huh. If we have the Bravo, <laughs> let's see. Bravo has submitted a video because they have a game tonight. Okay. So let's let's hear the let's see the video that Bravo has, has submitted. They're on board. Coach Brown. Just Coach Brown's on board. Just Coach. Okay. All right. Cornell looks like he's kind of. No video? He said no video, coach, so you got to go live. Got to go live. Um, as we draw closer to this, this um, big time city robbery. 
Thank you, Coach. Now, now, Bravo did submit the video. Yeah, oh, we can't play it. Uh, Coach, we apologize for technology and what it doesn't do sometimes. But uh, wish you well. Wish you well. All right, I see Dr. Waller's on. Uh, are you going to give an intro to Coach Glazer, Dr. Waller? Is he going to stand on his own? No, I, I will be more than happy to introduce our illustrious Coach Glazer in his first uh, season as our official head coach uh, of Liberty County High Panthers. Uh, coach Glazer comes to us with a wealth of knowledge and experience. Uh, so I'm going to give the floor to, uh, to Coach uh, Tony Glazer. Coach Glazer, you got the floor. Can everybody hear me? Yes, sir. All right, well, first of all, thank you for uh, having us today and uh, you know, sponsoring our game and involving us in the uh, County Commissioner Cup. I know we're looking forward to it. We appreciate you guys' support every year in doing that. I know it means a lot to the kids, it means a lot to the coaching staff, it means a lot to the community. I know the big thing that stands out with me is all the support. I love that, you know, Bravo Liberty game. This will be my uh, 15th Bravo Liberty game. I know I appreciate the fan support that we get. It's a, it's a great high school atmosphere for the kids. It's an atmosphere that uh, I'll remember from long when they're done playing at you know, Liberty or Bradwell. And it's a game that we're very proud to be in and we're uh, very proud to be associated with the uh, you guys, this town, the rivalry, um, and just competing and trying to put on a good show for everybody there. You know, hopefully both teams stay healthy this week so we can have a good game and uh, get ready for next week. Okay. Thank, thank you, sir. We wish, we wish both of you well. And I want to encourage the entire Liberty County community to support uh, both schools, not just the rivalry game, but all throughout the, the, the season, uh, for the to uh, how would you say to uh, validate the sacrifices these young people make with their coaching staff. So let's everybody get in support, both teams all all during the year. Wish you well. Uh, go Panthers. Go Tigers. <laughs> yes, sir. Thank you. If we have a minute. I'd like for our senior captain to say a word. Oh, do you? Yeah. All right. <laughs> You're on, Ron. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Too late. He's working on something. They're working. They're working on something. You guys accommodate my family, so get ready to put on the show for y'all and go Panthers. Go Panthers! Thank you very much. Thank you very much for having us. Thank you, Coach. Thank you for joining us. Mm -hmm. All right, it's on. It's on. It's on. Okay. All right, some of these program mentors. Mr. Chairman uh, and the Board of Commissioners, we work with 18 dynamic young people this summer for our summer youth employment program, which we affectionately call SYEP, and uh, we think we had a great impact. Uh, two or uh, three of the young people were extremely uh, very shy, but man, by the end of the program, they were blooming and blossoming, and we are so glad to see that happen with our young people. And we thank you guys for funding uh, the program. I'm going to ask Ms. Teresa Rapola and, and Ms. Laura to come forward. Like, they had a team, but we had a team. <laughs> and we want to recognize a uh, the department, county departments, they stepped in and they mentored all these young people. And uh, we just want to recognize them. Mama said when people do stuff for you, you tell them thank tell you. Them so thank this you. is what we want to do. We want to tell them thank you. 
Okay. So on behalf of the Board of Elections and Registrations, I want to ask uh, Dr. Franklin to come get it on behalf of the Board of Elections. Yeah. Should that be showing up on our monitors, guys? No? So the world won't get to see? <laughs> okay. Okay. Emergency management, Maria will come on behalf of the guys over there. They had, they uh, work with two young people and uh, they were able to get a young man to come out and he is playing, he'll be playing for Bradwood Institute for football this year. Emergency Medical Service, Ms. Crystal, they um, mentored one youth this year and we're proud of them for doing that. Team EMS, all right. Don't y'all leave now, we're gonna take a group photo in a minute, so don't leave. Our finance department, Ms. Sam. Uh, Sam, they um, mentored a young lady. They, they had her to go around different aspects of the operation so the young lady learned everything about finance in their division. Okay. Um, HR, Ms. Laura. Thank you. <laughs> 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 okay. Uh, IT, Michael, Clint, they always get a group of interesting young men and mentor them and pour into them and uh, they, they come back I'll every year saying, we want to be in this department. Okay. <laughs> One, two, three. Recreation department, Mr. Gross. Uh, the rec department oh, mentors young people, true. and in times past, <laughs> they've mentored uh, multiple young students, and I think they always enjoy going over the rec department. <laughs> I wonder why. One more. That's And Mr. Trent Long, would you come forward, please? Oh, Trent. We want to recognize Mr. Trent. One of the things that we did this year was we had a competition and Mr. Trent sponsored the, those who won the contest, and we want to thank him for his sponsorship the of the prizes. You stand on the other side of the room. Oh, okay. <laughs> One, two. <laughs> thank you very much. That's for you. Oh, cheers. For me. Yeah, you get to keep uh -huh. that. So will you all come on the podium?
Commission, if you will, while we're doing recognitions, uh, we have in our audience today Mr. Alan Voske, who's the uh, local manager for the Southeast Region for uh, Georgia Power. We just come and say hello to us. So, and he he um, was at the luncheon today, and he, let's say, the two of the three times we met, he his question has been, what can we do to assist Liberty County? So I want the commissioners to get to meet him and hear from him personally. Good afternoon, commissioners and uh, chairman. Uh, just want to introduce myself, Alan Volske. I've been in the area quite a while. I live in Wayne County currently. Uh, my previous area was Wayne, Long, Tattnall, Brantley, and Charlton. When Randy Mayfield retired, uh, although shoes aren't that big, they're really figuratively really big. So they asked me to take his place, and so I'm uh, over Wayne, Long, uh, Liberty, and Bryan County now. So I'm looking forward to uh, doing what I can to help you all out here. And... Uh, Met Mr. Brown today. Uh, I'm excited about being here and uh, look forward to uh, our time together. If you have any questions, I'll be happy to take them. Make them multiple choice or true and false, please. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's nice meeting Good you. Good to meet you, right. sir. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you for coming. Uh, LCPC, Mr. Rickardson, various requests. Good evening, Chairman, members of the Commission. Uh, we have one uh, variance request for you tonight. This is a request that was submitted by Lamar Smith doing business as Smith Homes for the Flemington Forest Subdivision. Uh, they want to, uh, they want a variance from your regulations that require any subdivision over 50 lots to have a community septic system. They would like to put in individual septic tanks instead of that. Uh, this property is located on East Oglethorpe Highway and unincorporated Liberty County just outside of Flemington. And you can see there the parcel number is 101-068. And this is the um, public the notification. Did you go to public hearing for this, Jeff? Did y'all do a public hearing on it? Yes, we did. We did. Let, let's, if we could, yes, sir. Well, we can. Chair, to motion to go. I'll move, Mr. Chair. Second. Second. All in favor, show of hands. Public hearing. All right. Thank you. Okay, this is our public notification. This is a sign Hold on. just a second, Jeff. So educate me, Joe. So because it was previously a public hearing? Generally, it's considered, if it's considered a, re a zoning action period, yeah. then it needs to go on a public okay. hearing. Okay, all right. So uh, this sign is located on McIntosh Lake Road, which is which the property front zone. And this is the ad that we ran in the Coastal Courier advertising this, this meeting tonight. And this is just a shot showing the location of it. This is Oglethorpe Highway. Uh, McIntosh Lake Road, Brights Lake Road. So it's tucked in over here behind these existing uh, neighborhoods over here on Brights Lake Road. Um, see the the, the, out, the red shows the outline of the property that they want to get this variance for. Okay, the zoning map, this area is in pink here. That's R12 and our new UDO. That means you can have uh, single family residential uses in there with 12, uh, 12, lots as small as 12,000 square feet. They can't do that in this area because they don't have sewer, but they are asking to have uh, individual septic tanks, which is why we're here. They're asking for a variance to be allowed to develop more than 100 lots on individual septic tanks. And this is a flood map. You can see there are some flood areas located in the back of the property and a little bit closer to 84, but there's a sweet spot right here in the middle, and that's where most of the development is planned to go. And there's relatively, for Liberty County, there's relatively a uh, few wetlands in the area to, to deal with. 
And this is a narrative by Mr. T.R. Long, who is the engineer for Smith, and they're just simply stating there that you see the old, the old zoning there, R1 translated into R12, so we're, we're now at R12. And what they're doing is saying they'd like to develop half-acre lots in here, and they'd like to do it using individual septic systems instead of a community water system. I'm, I'm sorry, instead of a community um, package, sewage package plant. And this uh, project is proposed to use the Liberty County public water uh, system uh, for their water supply. This is a layout of the subdivision just showing there. You see the uh, McIntosh Lake Road here. It comes off of McIntosh Lake. This is Bryce Lake Road. So you can just see the road networks there. Again, all these lots are, are proposed to have half-acre minimum lot sizes. And then also in Mr. Long's narrative, he also says that uh, these lots are being proposed to be a, a minimum of a half-acre half and have enough. Uh, each one would be uh, approved by the health department, and there would be enough room there for 100% correction of all the lots in case the sewer system fails. There would be enough room to replace that, that septic system. Okay. Uh, this is right out of your ordinance there. That's, that's, that's why we're here, really. It's saying uh, if you have a, a system that uh, if you're going to have a subdivision with more than 50 lots, you're required to have a community system. You can't have individual septic tanks. There are two provisions for variances here. This one doesn't meet either one of those variances. It says if you're going to have 50 to 100 lots and each lot is over an acre or, an acre or bigger, you can have a variance. Well, these are rows to be half-acre lots. And then this one here says that, uh, the stipulation there is even bigger. If they're five acres or larger, you can have a variance. So it doesn't meet either one of these, in, these criteria for a variance. And this is the conditions for granting the variance. Uh, the, the, we always consider anytime somebody asks for a variance, uh, there, are, there are no unique circumstances or physical conditions uh, that, uh, that would uh, be a particular problem for this particular property. So it doesn't meet that, that criteria. Number two, the application of the requirements to this particular property would create an unnecessary hardship. We answered no to that one as well. Number three, the variance of granted represents the minimum variance that would afford relief and would represent the least modification <coughs> possible. We couldn't really answer that one uh, yes either. So the only thing that we can really answer that's supportive of this is number four, um, if the variance of granted would not cause substantial detriment to the public good or impair the purposes or intent of the division. And the reason we said that is mainly because um, they're, they're proposing to be on the, the Liberty County public water system. And <coughs> there is enough, uh, they are proposing to have enough land associated with this uh, to repair any septic tank failures that happen. So that's, that's why we answered yes to that question. But our planning commission heard this at their July 18th meeting and they, rec they recommended disapproval of the request. And their, their main reason for disapproving it was that, you know, in the event that sometime in the future, uh, the, the, um, the state requires that all um, all these septic systems be be phased out and public public sewer be put in. That would be a big expense to the county to have to come in and retrofit that. So that was their main reason for recommending disapproval. So with that, I'd be glad to answer any questions. This has been advertised as a public hearing, and the engineer Mr. Long is here to present as well. Before I bring him up, if the state, you know, none of us have a crystal ball, but if the state wouldn't make that requirement, certainly wouldn't make that the local government's responsibility to, to I don't to, think so either, but that was the discussion that happened at the Planning Commission, and that was what kind of carried their their decision to recommend disapproval. Much of Georgia is still rural. 
Right. Yes. Can you imagine? Yeah, there are a lot of septic tanks out there uh, in Georgia. I would think it would have to be grandfathered <clears throat> in, but as far as the health department and SIP, you know, individual, that we haven't had a whole lot of discussion on the state level mm -hmm. about that concern. Okay. So I don't see it um, as being um, coming online as, as fast as maybe some of the members had thought it was mm -hmm. or where they may have gotten their information. Mm -hmm. um, but also on your on our paper copy, it says they approved it. But on here it says they, and I, I know that may have been, I, I need the staff approved, but the, uh, the yeah. board disapproved, is that correct? Yeah, we, the, paper. The, the way it works is the staff makes an initial recommendation on it. We rec recommend that to the planning commission. So we recommended approval to the planning commission. The planning commission did not agree with our recommendation, so they recommended disapproval, and we always bring the planning commission's recommendation to okay. you. Well, you know, I just wanted to let that little bit right. of insight into mm -hmm. our board as far right. as the health department. Right. Um, we don't foresee that coming online anytime <coughs> soon, mm -hmm. and uh, <coughs> I don't have a problem with uh, what yeah. we're trying to do here as far yeah. as that. I mean, like you said, most of it is rural. Right. They're still in the rural area. They're not in not a city, yeah. and they're going to come online with our water. Mm -hmm. So I think it's a win-win situation. Yeah. Okay. here. Uh, I'm Trent Long, TR Long Engineering. Uh, I have Ashley Durrance with me. Ashley is uh, does all the heavy construction uh, for Smith Family Homes, who is the petitioner for this particular project, just so you know who everybody is. Um, kind of long history with this piece of property. Um, you know, we did uh, do a rezoning with it uh, earlier in the year uh, to get it to the zoning that we have now, and we showed the uh, half-acre lots then, we kind of moved forward with it. Uh, based on the half acre lots of the time. Um, it wasn't until we were really in the review process that we realized, oh, we have this issue we need to, to cross. So we're in the process of trying to cross that issue now. Um, one of the things I do want to point out, like Jeff said, is uh, every lot has a minimum of half acre of usable area. Um, there are, most lots have far more than a half acre um, because they touch wetlands or somewhere and if you have up adjacent to a wetland you have a 50 foot strip next to the wetland that you can't count toward your half acre of uplands so a lot of these lots have far more than uh, an half acre uh, as a matter of fact 30 something of them have an acre or more so uh, we do have some large lots uh, we did look several years ago trying to do a community system here even to look at trying to uh, pump it all the way to City of Hinesville and uh, at that time the City of Hinesville wasn't interested in extending the system out this far. Now of course that was before Liberty County had a water system, it was before we were looking at doing some things there. <coughs> but um, you know the, the soils out there, um, these will be mound systems, you know it's, they're not the best soils but we have a lot of that around in our county and we're able, you know, we've learned how to design these septic systems and make them work so that they're safe for our customers and safe for our, our families that, that live and work out there. Um, we are trying to be cognizant of the issues that the uh, LCPC board had. Uh, one of the things we were looking at doing is, you know, just out of pure precaution, you know, let all our services out of our houses come out the side in case the county ever did decide to get into the water system or the sewer system there 
we wouldn't have to go around back. We can position our uh, services for our houses on the side so it's easy to get to. Um, we looked at laying out, okay, how does the septic system come here in the future if we get into it? And you know, we can physically get a septic system in there. Uh, there's plenty of community areas because there would have to be a pump station that can be dedicated that would be a future pump station if we needed to do something like that. So we're trying to be cognizant of a desire to maybe get into the sewer system in the future uh, and accommodate the subdivision so that it could be retrofitted. Um, of course, like Mr. said, you know, we feel like the, the requirement from the state to get rid of all the septic tanks is probably a long way coming. Um, and I do realize that there may be a, a strong interest for the county to maybe get into the sewer business, um, but we just kind of need to want to take that to the next step and see which we want to do. So uh, without uh, belaboring a lot, I think Mr. Rickson did a good job trying to explain everything to you. Um, I'll open it up for any questions that you may have. Or That's right. Mr. Chairman, I, I did want to mention something. I'm real familiar with the property and I'm a little bit upset that they went ahead and named it Flemington Four, so kind of like they want to go ahead and annex it. But um, <laughs> you know, the reason to to not approve something like this because of the septic tanks. I mean, which you know we don't have mm -mm. any police empowers over the, the health department does that, but uh, to just decide that they're going to start digging them up well the best place to dig them up is the ones that's the oldest and there's going to be people that can't afford to have the, theirs done uh, i do think that what i looked at here was your right of way is going to be wide enough that we can come in there for the sewer um, now you go back to what you mentioned about the sewer the city wasn't interested in it i think they were looking at capacity and I understand that that may be increasing, and I'll have to talk with Commissioner Gillard because, I, I mean, you know, some of it's at JV and some of it's out at Fort Stewart. So the, um, the possibility of it happening is greater than it's not happening. Um, so, I mean, I don't, I, I've looked at it, and, and I say the easiest thing to do is nothing, but I, I firmly believe that. If we're going to dig up septic tanks, the next thing we'll be doing is telling people you can't bury folks in the ground. So, and I don't want that to happen. I mean, that's that's not my uh, way of doing business. I just said, let's let's try to, to help the gentleman. I know the uh, Mr. McKenna had it when we rezoned it before, and it sit there. Um, and I hear the chairman talk about rooftops, and I'm, I'm still waiting for us to count them rooftops to see what the digest is going to bring in. But um, it is my district. I inherited it. Of course, it was Commissioner Bowens at one time, and part of it was Commissioner Stevens. And um, I'm close enough to where I'm not going to bug you about your, your business down there, but, I mean, I, I want to make sure that, you understand that every Friday that'll just be one other spot we're gonna have to hit. <laughs> <laughs> we're welcome. On the way to the east end, right? Yeah. <laughs> On the way to the east end. Well, I mean, it's, it's, we're, we don't go down there unless we're invited. Oh, come on, come on, come on, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, 
<laughs> saying all that, that's, I'm just that's all right, sir. All right, sir. I think, uh, you know, we need to, there's, people are going to need homes. And it looked like, uh, you know, on that size lot, you're going to have a, a product out there that people are going to build. Um, and, I mean, you got the, the Georgia fireman back there. He probably builds you a line in there, so whatever. And that's all. all right. I, I mean, that's, that's right. it. Thank I you, just, sir. Uh, Mr. Uh, Rickerson, <clears throat> was there any opposition? Yes, sir. There were some people that live in the uh, subdivision off of Bright's Lake who had uh, wells and septic tanks, and they were concerned about the number of number of septic tanks that would be proposed. And they, asked, I mean, they basically asked some questions: Would we be would we be connected to the to the county's water system as well, or have have an option to connect, connect to the water system? And that was that was really the only comments. Uh, there weren't any real strong opposition, but they did have some concerns about. The number of septic tanks uh, with in proximity to their wells. Mr. Long, you want to address that? Uh, yes, sir. I, I, you know, I think for our water system, we do have an option that would extend our water system through Bright's Lake, but they are already on a community system that's owned by a private individual. Um, but uh, we also have a 25-foot vegetative buffer along the back of their property, and a lot of those budding uh, homes have wetlands in the back that are going to separate those homes fairly well. Okay. I think we even had a couple of people that came that were interested in buying a lot. <laughs> 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 All right. Any other questions with you? No. Excuse me, Mr. Chair. Uh, so just trying to get clarification. So the board requested disapproval because of of the possibility that the state might come down with a policy saying that we have to get rid of septic tanks. Okay, that was a large part of the discussion. Right, okay, I was just trying to get clarification. No, that was but one of their discussions. That was the majority of the concern. The state was going to do it. Yeah. Yes, the state at some point would stop allowing septic tanks and it would be it would be the, the county's responsibility to come in and, and uh, provide county sewer. Yeah. Don't look out. This guy's falling in. Yeah. I, I was just trying to get clarification on that, Mr. Thank Chair. Thank but, you. you know, it's, it's kind of difficult to. It is. To yeah. Points well taken. Absolutely. There we go. All right. Thank you, gentlemen. Um, and and I, I'd like to just thank you all for hearing our request. I, we, we're looking forward to being partners here in Liberty County and building out this project. And we're looking at others in this area. But uh, appreciate y'all's time working on this and staff. I mean, they've been very helpful through this process. So thank you all for that. Well, don't leave the podium just yet. Another question. Yeah. Um, Chair, I wish to come out of public hearing back in the regular session. So move. Second. All in favor, show your hand. All right. Now, uh, Chair, Taylor, motion. I make a motion we we approve it uh, with a variance. Second. Any further discussion? Yeah, All in favor, show of hands, please. <coughs> motion passes unanimously. Thank now, can we come back? Uh, can we put the map back up of the layout of subdivision? You got some questions that are related, but not. Just out of curiosity, what what what? How many the, the houses are you going to build? Square foot average of what? What do you think? What do you, these are, uh, I believe there's 103 lots in this phase. This, this track of land's approximately 400 acres. Mm -hmm. um, we've taken down the first track from Mr. McKenna, which is roughly 100 acres of it. Um, we'll take those others down in the future as we, you know, and we've talked with 
with, with staff, and I think y'all are kind of working on possibilities of sewer in the future that, you know, there may be sewer there available at that time when we do the future phases. But right now, this current phase is 103 lots. Um, house, house sizes will range from, you know, the smallest ranch around 15, 1,600 square feet up to our largest house, which is somewhere in the 3,500, 4,000 square feet. I think most average is going to be somewhere around the 24 to 2,700 square feet uh, product line. We have a website, y'all more than welcome to look at and it's our Georgian collection uh, homes and uh, it's more of our what we consider our move up buyers not our starter home product it's a little bit higher end um, usually your second time home buyers are maybe moved down people are moving down a, a step from a really larger home but uh, well well fit out for most most homes you're gonna blend them in or will you have um... we're gonna build all the same no I'm just kidding no, there'll, there'll be typically we have uh, I think there's 12 houses in that lineup and so we'll marry those down the street. You know, we won't have 15 of them sitting side by side. They'll be married throughout okay. there. And typically okay. we're a, uh, a even flow construction. So we typically plan out all the houses ahead of where they're going. In the, and then somebody comes in, they want our X plan, whatever it is. Um, well, it's available on this lot or this lot. They don't get to, sometimes don't get to pick their lot uh, because we're trying to keep them staged and, and built in a process. So tentative timeline. As soon as y'all get me approved, we're going to start moving dirt. So uh, whenever that happens, I guess next month's meeting to approve the construction plans and we get those through, we'll start moving dirt. We're probably six or seven months away from seeing rooftops or, or, or okay. boards going up. What is DOT requiring for you to um, enter 84? Anything? Nothing like, at this time, no, sir. Nothing at this time. Mm -mm. Trent and Jeff, um, take, me the, take me back to the, thank you, sir, to the um, photo that shows all of the, the wetlands i'm interested in just as we prepare to uh, redo the comprehensive plan i'm going to show up that well um the property on the back side that's all available property for future development yes sir i think this wetland is from the wetland bank that the, the, the federal government maintains yeah. we've actually done a wetland survey of this and we have exact wetlands which are incorporated in our construction plans yeah. so. I'm, I'm thinking yeah. uh, comp so. plan Future Liberty County growth. There's more acreage there that could be developed. Um, this this piece would become available. Okay. Yeah, that goes, Mr. Chairman, all the way into where Danny Bryant's <coughs> is in there. I think Warehouser owns it now. Yeah. But um, it would be a, a area that you could put. I, I'm saying roughly a thousand homes in there. Mm -hmm. You would then but. Uh, you, and you probably wouldn't even touch the old Hines Road. Okay. Acclimate me. Am I on this side of Liberty High School? I'm this on the other Liberty side. Liberty High School right there. Okay. This is the. Jeff, I'm just thinking about comprehensive plan commissioners, you know, future growth of the county, traffic coming out there, mm -hmm. um, school traffic, all those things. But I keep that kind of thing in mind when we do. The comp plan. Cause we we had talked a little bit about that. I, I talked to Trent because I was concerned of that um, with the with the road. Um, you know, there's two ways to go in, which is you can circle through the subdivision behind um, the Bright's Lake one and come out, and then you also got the one that goes in the McIntosh Lake Road, and. I was looking somewhere down there about Liberty High. Well, I guess Jimmy Smith's place is pretty close, but you do have to uh, get across that canal. You right. could bring <clears throat> traffic out to 84 there. And, and um, 
course, and I'm not a transportation guy, but I'm just thinking if there is more building going on in the back, that would keep mm -hmm. them off of Old Hines Road. Um, now, in the city of Flemington, may may want to pave it. Trent, did you touch base on the road going into the McIntosh Lake Road? Uh, now that part of that's paved up to that curve, correct? Yes, sir. This part of McIntosh Lake Road is paved. This part is dirt, and it mm -hmm. comes on around, then it actually gets back into McIntosh Lake proper. Yep. But this is, you know, what he's uh, what's in the, the these plans for Flemington Forest is connecting to the existing paved road there. Um, future phases or anything that goes there would require paving of that roadway. Well, that, that'd come up later on. I, I'd like to, um, I'd like for us to, to look at that, Mr. Chairman, while uh, this gentleman's going to have the paving equipment, Trent, can we get yeah, right-of-ways and all going into the McIntosh Lake Road? It's just a short piece there and, and straighten that out and maybe um, we can put some asphalt on it too. If, okay. I mean, that would, that would help them, the that whole thing there. Yeah, yeah. I'll be glad to look at that. Yeah, let's, let's look at that piece right there. Okay. Maybe it, the, the curve needs to transition a little bit. Miss out a little bit or do something yeah. different there. Well, good. Just making an observation, looking at that available property and mm -hmm. the way the county is growing in leaps and bounds as we, and now the uh, mixed use all along there. I know there's probably some more commercial interests. Well, what I'm told, once the uh, Flemington Curve project is done, there's, there's some tentative commercial interest along that curve. So I'm just put, trying to put all that together <coughs> because whether we sitting here or not, somebody's going to have, a, <coughs> somebody's have to deal with that. There commercial lots that are face, facing along here that would benefit from more rooftops behind them. Yeah. yeah. All right. Observation. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you all. Thank you. New business, MWB update, Mr. Lisa Cliff. Hello and welcome. Good evening, Chairman and Commissioners. Good evening. Um, I'm here this evening to talk a little bit about the past, the present, and the future of MWBE programs as they currently exist. So you are aware that you've had a program for a number of years and has the program been 100% of exactly what we want it to be? Probably not. But I think that indicative across the country, um, we are actually doing the best that we can to make sure that there are inclusive actions on each one of your projects that are over $100,000 for construction. Um, I made a list of some of the most recent projects that um, we can look at that actually contain MWBE goals and how those goals were attained. So your Samuel B. Harris um, pro project, goals were on that particular project. Um, your Miller Park Fire Station, your Gill Park, and your Lewis Frazier Water System, and the Public Works um, project and the Island Highway project all contain MWBE goals. So when we talk about projects that have these goals <coughs> attached to them, we have to be realistic about where we are with making sure that our minorities and our women are actually getting certified and are actually having a proper seat at the table. 
Um, your program is designed to basically identify those particular companies that are certified, right? So certification is, of course, that unified process by which companies go through, whether it's through DOT, the Georgia Minority Supplier Diversity Council, um, or either an SBA and other entities that the SBA has approved for certification. I can tell you with working within this particular industry for now 13 years, um, certification is something that's hard for companies to actually go through. Um, it's very intrusive and it is very discouraging sometimes when we have people that are going through that process and they don't have all the information and all the documents in order to get certified. So what does that look like? That looks like us working from a business development standpoint to try to make sure that these businesses have what they need in order to get certified. And then they're able to participate on the projects. So when we look at participation, so we look at you know how can we then build relationships around the prime contractors and the subcontractors that are looking to actually bid on contract opportunities within the county. We have to form some type of relationship with, each, with them to make sure that, number one, that they, the prime contractors know that the subcontractors exist and what that looks like. So our efforts have been um, challenging. And like I said, again, this is something that we're experiencing across the country. I'm making sure that you know projects have MWBE goals and the, the goals are carried out. So that's the past and the, free, um, the present. So what does future look like for these programs? I'm not sure if you all are aware of the HB 128 um, amendment that came out earlier this year um, with um, Governor Kemp. And it talks about how the state is looking at minority and women business um, participation in projects. There's actually some new ruling that says that minorities and women businesses are categorized now as classified businesses with the state. What does that look like? Department of Transportation still has a DBE arm where certification is actually taking place in that particular area. But the Georgia Department of Administrative Services has a different program that looks at certifying classified businesses for those projects that are coming out of those particular um, conduits, the Georgia Department of Administrative Services. The thing that I feel like is advantageous for us to look at in that particular new proposal is that the state now identifies veteran-owned small businesses and service-disabled veteran-owned small businesses. <coughs> so what does that look like? Historically, that is not uh, categorized, categorization of um, companies that we have looked at in the past as making sure that they're participating in our projects and our program. But now they're included in state-funded type programs. So I think that that gives us an opportunity to look our, at our program I don't think that it has been updated in a number of years, um, and I think that we need to look at that program and see how we can make it more meatier and uh, more healthy to actually accommodate some of the changes that are taking place. Again, I don't think that our program is where it, we probably want to see it, but I think that we are making some stride in efforts moving forward to try to make sure that it is exactly what you want it to be. And I'm here to answer any questions that you might have. So the, the veterans piece is a, is a new piece. The veterans piece <clears throat> is a new piece. Um, back in 2011, I was asking that question because a lot of veterans were asking, what about the certifications that we have? 
the certi veterans are able to get certified at that time through uh, CVE, the Cert uh, Center for Verification and Evaluation. Now that certification has moved over to SBA. So the state did not recognize that is a certification coming into state procurement opportunities, but they do now. They do now. So I mean, with our community being heavy in veterans mm -hmm. and services able veterans, I feel like this is an opportunity for us to address that. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> All right. All right. Um, I got one more. You ready? Um, I'm always ready. The certification piece. Mm -hmm. Who is who's the facilitator <clears throat> of that? Who who's who's assisting? groups to get certified. If I remember correctly, that was one of the obstacles. Yes. Um, so the groups that's helping people to get certified are either private or sometimes state. So there is a DBE sub, um, subcontracting firm that's with the Department of Transportation that's called the DBE Supportive Services, and they provide certification. However, they don't actually hold your hand. So locally, my company actually provides that certification process where we do the hand-holding for every company that wants to get certified. And we normally take them through the certification through GDOT, the Department of Transportation as a DBE, uh, because the DBE certification, number one, is free, and number two, is recognized throughout the United States. Um, if that company wants to do business in South Carolina or Florida, they have a reciprocal relationship, and so they can do business in other states as well. And I recall too, um, in in this area, <coughs> Liberty County area, how you know the percentage of certified are very low percentage. Yeah. Um, one of the things, again, you know, when we look at certification, it is very intrusive. So I'll tell you some of the challenges that we have with certification. Some of the challenges includes when we get to that process where we're asking firms for their tax returns because that is something that's required three years worth of personal returns and three years worth of per, um, corporate tax returns. A lot of companies are not doing their taxes. Mm -hmm. And so what we've done, we've created in relationships with tax preparers here in our county to say, okay, look, you might not have your taxes done, but this is a tax preparation company that you can work with to get those taxes done so that that does not become a bottleneck for you to get caught up and not going forward. <laughs> Um, some companies look at it from the standpoint, um, if I have to do this to do business with the county or the city or LCDA or whatever entity it is, I'd just rather not go through that process. So there again, um, there's challenges um, across the board. I've seen it not just in this community, but in other communities as well that I work with. But it's something that is going to continue to be an effort that we will continue to move forward with. Have, has Liberty County been as progressive as Liberty County can be with what we can offer? Now, we can't make people get certified. Right. Um, we can't make folk go into the construction business. If they, if they are, they <coughs> are. But I think what we're looking for is to make sure that on our side, we're offering the opportunity. I think that we <coughs> have been progressive. However, I think that we could be a little bit more progressive. Um, I think that, again, a lot of these programs basically functions better when we have people like you at the top that are made the decision to implement these types of programs are there supporting them. So in the past, if we've had like a certification workshop, it's good for me to stand in front of people to say, hey, this is what the county has. 
but it would be wonderful if one of you all would be there or many of you all would be there at a certification workshop to say this is our initiative and this is how we're supporting you in that particular area to make sure that people know that it's not just Deliso, it's not just strategic or our representative that's there representing the county. So I think that include, inclusion of you know the county commissioners and, and that would be helpful. I work very closely with Joey and Mr. and Joseph. So I think from that perspective, I have their support and we work very good together, but it would be wonderful if you all could be present as well. Great. I think you can make me quit asking you questions because you <laughs> put us on the spot. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Uh, uh, yes, we received that. We received that. All right, Commissioner Frazier, whomever. Yeah. Uh, first, thank you for uh, taking time out of your busy schedule to come see us and give us an update on, on this NWB policy. Uh, you know, I think everyone in the room knows I normally ask that question for every project that, that comes in front of our desk just about the participation. And uh, I heard you discuss about, <coughs> I guess, the obstacles that we've had in the past. And I know in the past we've also have done some workshops, but that was many moons ago. Uh, and in, even when we were doing that, we were having difficulties with participation. But I know that was many years ago, so I don't know what we need to do now to try to bring that back. Uh, even if we, because we're not the only ones who have this policy in place, you know, uh, us, the development authority, uh, the school system as well, correct? No, the school system does not have a program. Okay. Well, I'm not aware of that program. Well, I, right. City of well, I know does. the City of Pines with us mm -hmm. as well. So uh, maybe possibly if we could all just do some type of collaboration to try to bring everyone to the table. Because, uh, I mean, we're all stakeholders. And I think, you know, just some way somehow to try to get people to really understand it, the, the true benefits for, for this program that we put in place. And, also to make sure that there's enough meat and potatoes and, and teeth in it to make sure that, that it stays moving uh, smoothly. And then also, uh, I know we have this NWBE policy, but we don't have anything in place for, for like local participation either, for local businesses, or we do? We, we actually do. So when we do the proposals, and you'll see one later on, where we have a local vendor preference, where right. when we do those, they get extra points for those. Okay. That's correct, yes. School board does too. Cool. Okay, cool. All right, I was just making sure with that. Uh, and I, I guess if, if we could, I don't know if you have these numbers, but we implemented this policy when was that? In 10 years ago? 2012. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. Mm -hmm. uh, do, do we have the numbers on, on the participation of, I'm talking about how much if we were spent $100 million on projects, how much money <coughs> has trickled down to the, this policy? I can pull that report for you because we do um, categorize them out by project. Mm -hmm. Every project that has a goal attached to it and then of course when the payment request comes in, we actually evaluate the payment request to make sure that there are MWBE dollars being spent on that project that they propose to spend on that pro on the project. So yes, right. I can pull those numbers together for you okay. along with, yes. Right, okay, mm -hmm. so I, I guess if you could email that to, I know I wanna see it. Yeah. I can't speak for everyone else. Just wonder how much 
Is that something you just pull from? You don't have to go through thousands of pieces of paper, do you? This is uh, all electronically derived information? It's electronic from my perspective. Okay. Yes, okay. I can do all it from right. there. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah, can I? I mean, honestly, I, I think that's, that's why we put this in place. Mm -hmm. it's, it's about the money. Mm -hmm. So, and making sure that everyone has a, has a fair share or opportunity. So, I'm, I'm glad it's easier work for you. But I mean, that, that's the reason why we have it in place. So, if we don't have those numbers, we don't we don't know what needs to be fixed or what we could do better. So, I, I would definitely uh, like to see that with that. So, and you gave us an update on on the new portions of the. Uh, of the, the bill with House Bill 128. So it, it starts including the veterans, which hopefully that will give us a little bit more participation here as well. So that's, that's something good. Uh, with updating, I know we, it's, it's time to update this. Uh, it's been time. So uh, how about the other uh, governmental entities? Have they already updated theirs? Uh, the city, city of Pinesville? Yes, sir. The city of Hinesville, we updated their policy in 20, and it was adopted in 2021. Okay. We started working on that in 2020 during the pandemic. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. So with that being said, there's not, is there a lot of things that we need to update from, I guess, from their policy that you just updated from 2021, or all we need to do is just change the name on it and keep it moving? Because of your purchasing processes are different. I think that you need to maintain a policy that's indicative for your organization for the county only. Okay. Yes, um, each one of the entities' policies are different. However, you did bring up a good point that um, I talked about years ago, which was actually collaborating with each one of the entities that did have a program so that because we pull from the same subcontractors all the time. Right. You know, when we're looking at the MWBE program, we're looking at a program that is considered to be uh, conduit for people to companies to actually get into the program and develop capacity to maybe one day move into that place if they want to be a prime contractor. Um, however, the subcontractors, we pull from them for each one of our mm -hmm. entities that we work with. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the day, there should be some type of collaborative effort from all of the entities within our community to coordinate you know, these types of programs. But each entity now currently has a separate identifiable program policy. Okay. Um, and if I can go back to something that you mentioned about, you know, having the workshops, we've had the virtual workshops through the city um, that has been done through, during the <laughs> pandemic. And when we don't have a lot of participation. So a lot of times what I have done, I'm a SCORE mentor as well with Savannah SCORE. Mm -hmm. So I have implemented a certification process or a certification workshop series to basically tell people about the certification process. And from that particular program, I've actually garnered people to get certified. Mm -hmm. So I'm reaching outside of what we normally do here in person to say, okay, look, we have to change up how we're doing business in order to try to find those individuals that want to get certified. So we take awesome. that on the road awesome. on a virtual way. Good. And uh, one more question. Mm -hmm. I know in the past also we were having issues with some of the businesses, not just with dealing with the tax preparation standpoint, but also from bonding, correct? Weren't, weren't they having issues with, with getting bonded? Yes, bonding is one of those um, 
things, that is a thing uh, for a lot of companies because of course bonding goes back to your credit reports, right? Where is your credit? So bonding, the preparation for bonding starts long before you decide that you want to get into government contracting. You know, that goes back to financial literacy and all of that that we don't do. But someone needs to have that platform to where they're helping people to understand how their personal credit and their business credit is going to you know, impact their ability to get bonded. So bonding is one of those catalysts that creates a, a, <coughs> a wall for a lot of companies that are looking to go into government contracting if bonding is required. Um, I have the position of when there is a subcontractor working on a project and the project is already being bonded by the prime contractor, that the prime contractor's bond kind of sort of over captures so that subcontractor, subcontractor with right. on that project. Yes, yeah, so then it eliminates that subcontractor from having to obtain a bond. Okay. But I think it goes back to education and financial literacy when it comes to preparing for bonding. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. All right. Thank you so much. I'm yes. done, Mr. Chair. Thank you, sir. Any other questions? Yes, sir. Uh, Mr. Just question here. If a company comes in and you said minority participation, what's what's the highest and the lowest that they can get to be considered? Like if a company comes in for and you're going to score them on minority participation. Okay, from a score methodology, that would I would have to defer that to Mr. Joey. What we do on our side, when a um, proposal comes in, a bid comes in, then we get the MWBE portion of that bid is in a, sale, a separate sealed envelope. And we actually evaluate the companies that are actually being proposed to participate on a subcontracting level. So we don't actually fi affix a score to it. What we do is tell um, you know, Mr. to Joey whether or not they are <coughs> successful in meeting the 10% goal for MBE or meeting the 3% goal for WBE. And we e basically evaluate them from that perspective. So one of the things that we're looking at is number one, was the company contacted and are they aware that they've been included on the bid? Number two, what scope of work are they going to perform on that project? And number three, what is the dollar value that's um, you know, attached to that particular scope of work? And we verify whether or not they are certified. So if they are saying that they're certified as a DBE through GDOT, then we search the um, GDOT directory to make sure that they are certified at the time. So that's our process. And then the score methodology is internal with staff. And, and MWB doesn't really have a, we don't use that in the scoring methodology at all. It doesn't have a placeholder because either they meet the goals that she set or they don't meet the goals. And then that's consideration of the Board of Commissioners whether to award the project with or without the goals met. Um, something you said uh, about sharing of subs, mm -hmm. is, is that, and maybe you guys can answer that, is that not going to be commonplace <coughs> in the community that's not an ATL or a Jacksonville or where you have perhaps hundreds of subs as versus 10 in Liberty County that may do flooring or whatever? Um, in larger- Halfway thinking, 
you know, you're right. In larger communities, of course, you have more subcontractors yeah. that can perform the work. Yeah. In smaller communities, you're going to have even we have subcontractors that do work here in Liberty County, mm -hmm. and they're from Liberty County, but they also do work in Chatham For County. Sure. So we do have that cross section yeah. of you know where they're based and where they're performing work. <coughs> So you're going to have that intersectionality of, you know, companies that are doing business within all of the entities. And doesn't that help the government agency, i.e., I'm familiar with this, I mean, I, even though the contractor does the, gets the bid, but I know this uh, perhaps not, should not be, you know, doing Liberty County business kind of thing. Doesn't that help us in that respect? We get to know who the, who the subs are. Getting to know who the subs are are important because of what that does for us, that allows us to notify that sub, hey, look, there's a project with project the city or the county coming aboard, and then so you can prepare yourself. Okay. So because a lot of times, too, what happens is that you don't get a lot of participation from subcontractors because they don't have someone internally sitting back writing down proposals. Mm. They're not, you know, they don't have anyone doing that technical aspect. Yeah. So that creates a a barrier for them as well mm -hmm. there's a lot of barriers and i mean those are just some yeah. um, but again i think that that comes with business development and creating a program that's inclusive of that business development type process kind of like the evangelist prayed though it's the vision you have for your business if you want to take your business to the next level then you're going to work hard to steadily put those things um, in places that would make you qualify am i right yeah. You're right, and yeah. I, I think also along with that, it comes um, a little bit of mentoring because yeah. there are yeah, companies that have to be mentored as well through that process, and I think that that's where there is an opportunity for general contractors to network with prime contractors gotcha. so that they gotcha. can develop those relationships <laughs> so that they can, you know, get additional work. Gotcha. Uh, if you would, um, based on what Commissioner Frazier, if you would, you know, uh, send us your recommendations uh, for uh, how we would improve our our, our contract, our, our policy, mm -hmm. and, and we look at that. The, the, the Hinesville, um, the work they did with there, I know we're a different entity. Mm -hmm. Major changes or just a few things here and there? With their um, policies, there were major changes. Okay. Um, there was major changes, and also there was also a certification uh, process uh, program that was implemented with that process as well. Um, so what that did, that said, okay, we could actually certify locally for minority or women-owned businesses. And so we can do that as well. You can. I mean, if that's if, your if, desire. Right. Yeah, I, I want to thank Delisa for everything that she's done because we've actually had some cases where we've had some goals met. You may remember the project; it's a pretty large project. Mm -hmm. And there was actually a sub proposed by the prime contractor that was a low proposer, and it was a very significant money amount. And they said, look, we've got an MWBE sub, but they are not certified. And so Delisa helped us work with them to get that sub certified so they could participate. So mm -hmm. that definitely would be good. And, I, and I'd love for us just to sit down from a staff perspective okay. and present a draft okay. to y'all, okay. a working draft okay. that you can look at sure. that incorporated potential changes would be good. That's where I was headed. Yeah. All right. Thank you, ma'am. Thank, Thank you, you all. Sorry. Appreciate it. Subcontractors, subcontractors in Liberty County that they, they, won't, they won't go to work for somebody else. <clears throat> I mean, people pouring concrete and welders and stuff like that, they just, they got their own business and they don't care nothing about it. I mean, you try to encourage them, you need to 
you know, try to get on the list. They said, we don't want to fool with it. We'd rather do ours and, uh, and the man pay me. I, I mean, so I can understand that, but um, they're good. I mean, they're, they're, you know, and as much building as we have in, in this county and the next one over, <clears throat> folks staying busy all the time. So I know it's going to be hard to get all those T's crossed and all, but um, hopefully we can. I guess we're crossing them now. <laughs> Best I we mean, can. <laughs> yep. Okay, thank you. Uh, thank you. All right. all right. Election for the city of Gum Branch. Yes, sir. I think that this <coughs> will round out the agreements for municipal elections for this coming year. And this one is for uh, Gum are Branch. Are they coming in based on when they when get time to submit them? They do, yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. This, one, <laughs> this one's right on the edge. Uh, but uh, but it, it is the same standard Was I agreement. diplomatic in that? <laughs> sir, yes, sir. <laughs> it, is the, it is the standard election contract between... Uh, our Board of Elections, the County Commission, in this case, City of Gum Branch, for your consideration tonight. All right. Yes, Mr. Chairman, I make a motion. We approve the municipal election agreement with the City of Gum Branch. Second. Any further discussion? <coughs> All in favor, show your hands, please. This should be the last one. I believe it is the last one, yes, sir, at least for this year. I let the elections begin. Qualifying is sometime soon. Next week. Monday, right? Monday, yes. Mm-hmm. Monday. All right, sir. Tell uh, the story. Recreation fee schedule, Mr. Gross. <laughs> for date fund? Date fund. Did I miss something? Date, yes. Yep, yep, date fund request. Yeah, he, Mr. Gross wanting to cut in front. He, he, he moved. <laughs> uh, this will be real quick. Uh, this is an application for... Uh, Drug Abuse Treatment <laughs> Education Fund, in this case, is from the <coughs> Frazier Counseling Center. The amount requested is $5,000, and there is sufficient balance in the date fund to uh, to cover this request. Yes, Mr. Chairman, I would make a motion we approve the date request funds. Second. Motion second. We approve the date fund request from the Frazier Center. We um, uh, have been privileged to their work before with yes, these sir. funds. And so uh, we, we look forward to what they do and make a difference in the lives of the people in Liberty County, Georgia. Any further discussion? All in favor, show of hands, please. Uh, there should be a pretty good balance, and we hadn't used this fund uh, in a yeah, while. Yes, sir, that's correct. And I failed to mention, Frazier's always been responsive to the reporting requirements, mm -hmm. everything that's required also. So you going that used to be handled through the finance office. Are you going to start doing that now? I will, yes, sir. I will. It, you know, we'll, we'll gather them in. Uh, is that another hat you should wear, sir? Is it's that... okay. Yes, sir. It's fine. Because because what we do actually is there's a date fund committee that gets mm -hmm. these back out, so they'll come into Maria like applications, and we check with finance to ensure the balance, and then we we'll bring it. The Arbor used to vet them for. Our that, she did. Yes, yes she sir. did. Yes, sir. All right. It's okay. Taking note. It's okay. <laughs> All right. Now, Mr. Gross is coming. Good evening. Good evening. I am here in re regards to the fee structure revisitation. Uh, when we were here before, I was asked to go back and re revise it, look at it, and come up with some new numbers. Uh, me and Mr. Mosley met and came up with these fees. Um, the rec board approved them and, and re wanted to recommend them to you all. Uh, if you look at the sheet, y'all should have it. Uh, the Stafford Pavilion, 
the the old fee was uh, 120. The new fee would be 200 dollars, and that would be an 80 dollar increase. And the deposit would be an 80 dollar increase as well. But they get that back. Um, increase for half a day went from 60 to 100, a 40 dollar increase, and the deposit uh, went from 60 to to 400 dollars as well. They get that back. Um, that's a drop down from what we had proposed for the 16 hour time limit time period that they had it for the 400 that would be down from the $400 mark to a $200 mark. Um, like I said, please note that the full dot full day is 16 hours. Likewise, half day is nine or seven hours. And what we would do is propose that stay the same, uh, so that we don't have to go and change that and revise everything else on as far as time goes. Other pavilions, uh, $60 for a full day uh, and $30 for a half day. Uh, increase of full day rental fee would be from 60 to 100, which is a $40 increase. And deposit would increase as well, $40, but again, to get that back. Uh, half day fees from $30 to $50, a $20 increase. And the increase for a half day rental fee went from 30 to 50, which is a $20 increase. We would like to uh, uh, propose an effective date of January uh, 1st, 2024. Um, as of right now, uh, beginning July 1, uh, the Stafford Pavilion is our most rented pavilion. Uh, we've had, we have 56 uh, uh, rentals that are already signed up and have gone past and signed up for the future. And that goes, these numbers I'm giving you are from uh, July 1, 2023 to June 30th of next year. And these are the pre-reservations that we've already had and some we've taken in. Gum Branch had 15. Miller had zero right now. Uh, Jones Creek has zero. Briar Bay, seven. Eve Park, seven. Hillary, 14. Holmestown, six. And uh, Jesse Stevens and Irene B. Thomas have had 10 and 10 future uh, 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 re reservations. Uh, Gill has 16. That's our newest part, so it gets a lot of lot yeah, of uh, uh, work and those numbers will probably double or triple when it warms up again when there's summer season and school is out and everything is going on um, right now as to date we have 141 reservations already to have happened and planned those two things they some of them have already gone by the rest of them are planned or or under reservation through June 30th of next year already um, chair we have brought in uh, with those reservations so far, $9,090 based on what we've done from July to the present day. Okay. Stafford numbers, you think, is it proximity or is it because of the inside location? The well, AC? I think it's because of proximity and it's heated and air conditioned. Okay. All right. Ryan. <clears throat> yes, sir. I heard what you're saying. Some of them are already booked for next year. Mm -hmm. And this proposal, you want it to go into effect January. January, January 1, 2024. So will they come in, the one that's already there, they will go under the, the old, old fee? Yes, sir. Okay. Yes, sir. There won't be any changes in any reservations that are already on the books. Okay. This won't take effect till January 1, 2024. And those people that have already made reservations, they will be under the old prices. Okay. okay. So this proposal. <clears throat> is for just the fields and the property, not teams or whatever. Not the, the team portion of it that y'all got last time, that's still 
in play. That's far, still, okay. So that's still that was in the last proposal. We wanted to do this because it wasn't an issue with that part of it. Okay, just but there's no doubt with everything else going increasing, mm -hmm. and then you have to go in there with your staff and and uh, make sure it's all right with the fields and um, clean up and all of these uh, <coughs> shelters and pavilions. And no doubt they are getting used. I know gum branches, and I, I love to see them out there. Me too. We don't want to price them out, but I appreciate the fact that you and Mr. Mosley has looked at it, reviewed it, and I, I think it's well worth the money that they have to I pay think myself. So too. Yeah. Sometimes they'll go away and leave the lights on. We've had many issues, <laughs> but we, we, we fix it and keep on going. I understand. <coughs> you haven't been complaining. <laughs> Mr. Chairman. Yes, I just... Um, Joy, when, when we um, have our budget workshops um, early in the year and recreation is uh, listed as discretionary, I, I mean, what the, the categories? I know we got a, some stuff that's mandatory that, that we have to fund, and recreation falls into what? what that's the, the it's really discretionary. That's what it's, we call it's it. It's not a required activity. That's what we call it. Yes, yes <coughs> not required. Right. But, but we, we do that as a you know, for the, for the taxpaying citizens of Liberty County. And um, and we provide those, um, the games, the fields, the, the facilities, and um, and now for, for, for whatever reason, and I guess I could direct this at Raymond, um, the, the, the need to increase, and I know everything is going up, but the need to increase the, the rental um, for uh, for a program or department that's already budgeted <coughs> discretionary that the taxpayers are already paying for, mm -hmm. okay, and then um, to say uh, a full day at Stafford Park, which is already covered by the by the taxpayers, but now to um, to increase the the rental fee. What, what, what's, what's the thought behind that? What, what's the reason for that? I well, mean, if, it, it's kind of like it's free, but um, <clears throat> but let's charge them for it. That, that, that's what I'm seeing here. I mean, it's already budgeted. You know, it's a discretionary uh, category, and we got money set aside from the taxpayers <laughs> um, to fund the recreation <clears throat> department and everything that the recreation department brings to the table. Mm -hmm. The games, the football season, soccer, T-ball, everything, it's already um, allocated in, in, in the budget, but we're going to increase the the cost for someone to have a party for a five-year-old um, soccer team. What, what's, what's the thought pattern behind that? Well, we, we increase periodically in everything that we do, and that's the thought process. We, we increase periodically with the cost of jerseys. We increase periodically with the cost of of, of anything that we do there. Well, the, uh, the, the jerseys, they, um, they take that home and, and I mean, it, they buy that, don't they? They, they buy that. That's a part of the fee, but the fee that we charge doesn't call, cover the cost <laughs> of what we're buying. No, I'm, I'm, no, you said the jerseys. You used the jerseys as an example. The, the guy that plays T-ball for the Reds, he, mm -hmm. he buy, let's say he pays $15 for that T-shirt mm -hmm. with a number on the back. That's his. That's his. He, he can take that home and, home and, with, and, yep. and whatever. So that, that's his. He's buying that, like going to the store, mm -hmm. going to Dick's Sporting Goods and buying something. That belongs to him. But that, um, 
that field where he plays belongs to the county. Right. And and if the taxpayers have already paid for that field, and, and that includes the the maintenance, you know, your staff cut the grass or or the contractor that cut the grass, all of that's already in the budget. Okay. But now for someone to go down there that wants to have, a, um, and I know this, we need to have some cost, but, and things are going up all over the world, but we're we are going to increase the cost to rent staff <clears throat> the park. And I guess I'll, I was just trying to figure, um, do we increase it because everything is increasing or we increase it for, for a certain purpose? You, you said just a while ago that um, when you were talking that um, we brought in $9,000 worth of revenue. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so that, what, what's, what's the revenue for? That money, that money we get and we create or, or generate, it doesn't come back to us. It goes into the general fund. So this, for me, it's not about mm -hmm us getting the money because I know we don't get it in that regard. Right. It goes into the general fund. But I think with with what all we're doing, every every couple months we have to replace and like I said, some things are budgeted into the for maintenance and whatnot. But everything is costing more. Everything is we we get the vandalism at the recreation department all the time. So everything's costing us more. And our budget is around the same as it has been. So I know you said last time when we talked about it that that's already budgeted in. But every now and then, periodically, we go up on everything. We just. Yeah, and, and I understand that, but we're, we're not going to. Um, somebody goes down there and vandalize the, 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 the bathroom sink at Miller Park mm -hmm. and just tear it off the wall. We're, we're not going to not replace it because we couldn't rent um, Stafford Park. I mean, right. we're going to replace it because it needs to be replaced. Yeah, we, we have and, to. And, and that's already, the, the money for that replacement is already in there. Now, yeah, um, <clears throat> I mean, it's already covered the, the, the way I see it. So what, let me ask you this then. This is a proposal that we, we wanted to come with to you all with. Mm -hmm. We don't have to change anything. Well, I, I, yeah. And, uh, I mean, it, we, we it, don't have to charge for any sport. It, it's for our review, and, and I appreciate that. I, I was here when we talked about it the last time, and I think that's why why you brought it back, because we didn't agree on it then. I, I'm just saying that it's, um, it's something that we provide for the citizens, and um, it, it's already paid for. Yeah. That, that's, but that's, if that, I'm not that's, mistaken, that's though, he has his, his ex ex expenses then he also has his revenue, and this is a part of what the projected revenue for his department. Am I right? It is, and I, and I think the idea is not to try to offset all the costs yeah. of any of the facilities or any of the programs, but just to help get back right. some portion right. of an increased cost. Mm -hmm. But I certainly follow Commissioner Gage's thought, too. Well, I, I'm, I'm just saying if you um, I rode by the Ford dealership today and, and yesterday, and, and they had a bunch of F-150s. I don't know how many they sold, but they were still there. Yeah. So, I mean, if you don't sell it, you don't sell it, right? True. I mean, you, you just don't sell it. So you, you can say, well, we're going to raise the fee. But if no one rent, rent um, <laughs> Stafford Park, nothing comes in. And Stafford Park has still got to be swept. It's still got to be clean. It's still got to do all of that. So that, that's already taken care of. And if someone went down, if you never rented it, and someone went down there and slapped the toilet off the wall, you still got to replace the toilet. 
and you say, oh man, if, boy, if we were only if we were only renting, if we were only increasing our rental, we could put up a new toilet. You're gonna put up a new toilet because the old one's broke. That's why you put up a new toilet. It ain't got it ain't because of what's coming in to help you put up that toilet. That toilet <coughs> was already budgeted for starting July 1st when we approved the budget. That's yeah. that's that's my thought. Chair. Yeah. Mr. Gross, Mr. Brown. I could see some of these changes, but I just want to clarify and make sure I'm on the right track. We just did the salary study. Some employees got pay raises. Did you justify some of that in some of this cost? And now let's say if somebody wants to rent the John McCarver Center down there. Mm -hmm. And their program is at four o'clock. <clears throat> but then they call, like they did, some people have. They call and said they need to get into this uh, complex at 12 for decoration. That employee of yours is on the clock, am I correct? Yes, sir. So who's gonna pay for that employee being down there all of that time? And I'm, you don't have to answer, I'm just, Mm -hmm. Going it out. We're talking. So, like I say, some of it I see, you know, the increase because if that employee is down there, although all that employee is down there monitoring what's going on in that building and, and the activity hadn't taken place yet, that employee could be down there, what, how many hours roughly? <coughs> Two, three hours before he, on a Saturday, he could be there from whatever time if the event is, is, is all day. If it's from 10 o'clock in the morning, he's there till 10 o'clock at night, a minimum. So somebody has to pay that. Well, somebody has, to, has pay to pay that, that yep. person's salary. Yes, sir. Okay. Now, but it's just like the, the swimming pool. Um, the lifeguard gets gets paid whether he got five kids or 55 <coughs> kids, right? Well, we only have lifeguards that depend no, no, on the I'm, number I'm of kids that we that have. As an example. Yeah. If, if you had a lifeguard at, um, at the park down by the Macabre Center, Mm -hmm. If there was a lifeguard, and lifeguards are budgeted X amount of dollars per day or hour or however they get paid, not based on how many kids that come there. Because he has to be there when the pool opens to the pool close, and he's there for the lifeguard, whether anyone is in there swimming or not. A am I right? The lifeguards are on duty, but the number of lifeguards on duty depends on the number of kids there. And the number of lifeguards is already budgeted. I mean, there's a budget to hire higher part-time employees, yes. Right. Now, I think Mr. Stephen was saying that if someone wanted to get in early to decorate the, the gym <coughs> uh, or, or the MacGyver Center, whoever that person that goes down there to blow up the balloons and hang them up on the wall, he's already a county employee. He's already in the budget, right? In essence, yes, he's in the budget. Okay. But okay. The bottom line of it is, is we have to have somebody there, and we got to we, we budget for some, but you not standing there right now at it's, six o'clock. The clock is ticking on you. You still getting paid? It's your salary, right? Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, right. But I'm saying, you salary. I'm not part time. <laughs> you, you, yeah, yeah. You you salaried, and your salary is already in there, twenty four seven, just like mine. But this 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 is this don't include employees. Right. Okay. One other thing. The, on the on the back side of there, um, and I know we discussed this last time. We do have some 
I don't know if they're private organizations yes, or whatever that are using our field mm -hmm. that we, as a county, take care of, whether it's the Liberty County Rec Department or if it's a private per <clears throat> Is it private? Private, private, private travel ball organization. Travel ball, private. there we go. Yes, ma'am. Travel ball that comes in and uses the facilities. Even though they're county residents, but they may be coming in there. And you have to do an awful lot of scheduling to keep that <laughs> um, under control. But you also have those guys that are coming in. Travel ball is for profit. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I, I don't know why we can't increase this you know, myself. If, if there's some discussion on the provisions, but you know, I believe that you and Mr. Mosley's done a good job at reviewing that again. And I do not bless think bless that you. it will, I do not think it will decrease. I think it's gonna continue to increase as far as people rent those provisions out. I, I we, agree. we want an outdoor community and I believe that people are gonna be out there. And, uh, but I just wanted to th throw that uh, thought out there that some of these uh, fields are being used by private organizations for profit. Mr. Chairman, <coughs> um, um, I understand the argument you make, well, the points you make about, yeah, everything increases over time. Um, I remember when gas was 50 cents a gallon, you know, and that was once upon a time also but uh, the recreation department, from my observation, and most of this is we doing this for the kids, the youth of this county. And the more burden we put on their parents or whoever may be responsible for their financial um, abilities, we, I feel we're doing a disservice to the youth of the county. Uh, we want to provide for the youth, give them things to do, keep them out of trouble. But if we're going to keep going up, um, I even looking at the one about the battles cage. I mean, it's free as of now, but then we're going to go to, what, $25 an hour. Um, I don't see somebody that's getting it for free now paying $25 an hour just for to be in the batting cage. Um, we want to do more for the kids. I think this would be more of a deterrent than anything. It's more of a burden on their families, the more of a burden on their uh, finances, and even with the pavilions. You know, um, even if they are staying booked, reserved ahead of time, well, we getting revenue or whatever it is for what we're charging now. I don't see where the fees raised would be necessary. I mean, unless there's some <laughs> shortfall with money somewhere, um, I agree with Commissioner Gillard that, I mean, most of this stuff is already budgeted. We take care of the recreation department, <clears throat> and if it's something that needs more money, more financing, well, maybe we need to have to look at the budget again I from agree. our standpoint. Yeah, but I don't see putting a burden any more than we have to on the public, on the residents, on the kids, the youth. We are be not supposed to be doing as much as we can to encourage them to be outside and participate in uh, recreation activities. And I think a bunch of these fees would be a deterrent. 
the fees are structured for the private organizations that are using and abusing the facilities. It's not, if you wanted to bring your child to the recreation department and get in the batting cage, that's not a problem. You schedule it, you come to the batting cage and you use it. What we're charging for are the, the AAU travel ball teams, the, the baseball teams that come in and they take over yep. the batting cage. <laughs> they take over the athletic com <clears throat> complex and you couldn't get out on the field with your child because they want to schedule it five days a week and on six days a week and then on the seventh day it's first come, first serve. Yeah. It's open to the public. So those fees are for those private organizations that are coming in and it's not to the, to the, to the kids that want to come and use the batting case. As far as uh, kids at the recreation department, we don't turn down kids at the <coughs> recreation department. Any kid that wants to come and play at the recreation department, yeah. we make sure that they're able to do it. So we're not passing that fee structure on to the kids because the kids are always allowed to participate at the recreation department. Yeah, well, I, excuse me, Mr. Chairman. I wasn't arguing more or less about that part, and I understand where the far as the private organizations, and uh, yeah, that's understandable, but this is a wholesale change, and we got the pavilions and everything in here, the gym, the batting cages, I mean, the soccer fields, everything is one whole pie. You know, if we were just doing something with the batting cages because of those reasons you just explained, okay, maybe it might make a little sense to me. But uh, those pavilions and some of this other stuff, um, I don't, I just, I just don't see it. That's me personally. Thank you. Look, I just want to say this again. Raymond, I was on a, um, I think me and you and several other people, we mm -hmm. were on, on a Zoom call, and, mm -hmm. and this guy, he did have a travel team. Mm -hmm. and um, But I think you also told him, and, and we told him that, um, you know, what the travel team does is totally separate, but we are not going to let them interfere with <coughs> our uh, structured recreation league right. games. Mm -hmm. now, you know, and um, like you said, you know, they, they, they want to just take over. But they're, they're not going to take over because, um, Right now, y'all got rec football from p kids that sign up through the rec. And it may be a travel team that want to be out there at the same time the Colts are playing. Mm -hmm. But he can't do that. He, he can't do that because the Colts got that field, because they're, they're the Liberty County Recreation Department um, sports programs. And we're going to take care of all of those. And if, and if there's a, um, a travel team that wanted to use our facilities, it's going to be after we have taken care of our sports programs. Now, um, the the and what I was saying, the cost of the pavilion um, that's not a that's not a travel team. That's not that's someone that, that wants to have a, a party uh, for for a group of kids, and and they rent that. And we we've already got a rental fee, okay. and we are going to increase the rental fee. That that's what I was talking mm -hmm. about. Now, now the sports fields, you, you know, using the sports field. And I think we had uh, years ago. You, you wasn't you wasn't here then, but years ago we had um, um, a swim team from Richmond Hill or something like that, and and they they wanted to use the the swimming pool down in Midway, and we told them that um, you cannot interfere with with our um, operation of the pool. I think we open up from the time school get out to the time school close. Uh, seven days a week from one to five. And if he wanted to do anything, 
he had to do it outside of those hours. And I think he agreed. And he even agreed to even um, modify the pool so he could swim at night in the, in the, uh, around Christmas Eve, you know, when it's 20 degrees outside. He, he did something to the pool mm -hmm. like that. So that, that didn't interfere with us. And um, these uh, traveling teams, traveling baseball, traveling football, traveling basketball, they're not going to interfere um, with us, with, with our <coughs> league games. And, and um, you know, but when, when, I, when I see this fee structure, it says um, <coughs> um, the pavilion, that's, that's, that's um, that the traveling team would have to pay the same fee that, that anybody pays, right? For, for to rent a pavilion, and um, and and if you're talking about traveling teams, so if, if if there were no games on a Saturday, and if a traveling team wanted to go to uh, uh, Troop Field or JC Park, if they still got that down there, he would have to. You're saying that he would have to pay to to, to use that. That that's that's where <coughs> the fee for the fields come from. Sir, it's, yes, it, sir. that's just that's so the, that's, that's, the geared, that's just geared toward traveling team. That's current trend. That's what everybody in in recreation is doing now. But but if I'm if I'm coaching my grandson little league team and if I had um, field one at James Brown Park scheduled for practice, then that traveling team could not, regardless of what we charge him, he could not do that because I'm part of the recreation department. And I got that field reserved for my um, for my for you and your child, yeah, yeah, which is part of the recreation department. So, even though the traveling guy gonna pay some money, it would be after everything that we got in our program is taken care of, right? That would be that would be the general case. If we're not if we don't have anything on that field, that entity can use the field. But that is a private entity that is making money using the Liberty County Recreation Department facilities. And that is what everybody is dealing with with the travel ball. Okay. Um, I'll give you an example. Brunswick, Glen, Glen County charges a $450 fee for an hour and a half to rent their pools. We don't, we don't do that at that level. That's what everybody is doing. It's, it's not just Liberty County, it's not something just off of a whim, but they charge anybody who wants to have a party at their pool $450 for an hour and a half. Where is that? Glen County. But he, he um, so the, the tri if, if, so did these, some of these fee structures are geared toward the, the groups that's not the, the The charges are toward the groups, the private entities. That's what we said from the beginning. It's the travel ball. It's the pavilion. Is 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 just a public thing. Um, the pavilions are for everybody, right? And the, the use right. of the fields is for travel. That's where the, that's where the fees are. That, that, it, it didn't say that on here. I don't think. Now I might be wrong, but I think what I'm hearing is we probably need to take this back and do a little separation where you got the, what's involved in the traveling team, what's going to involve the normal everyday citizen, mm -hmm. and separate those two. Okay. I think he's, it is, yes. I think he's explained it Only those it things on the back yeah. would be subject to the, to the travel. The highlighted. That's correct. Is uh, what he's mm -hmm. proposing. Yes, sir. Every, everything, any, anything else doesn't relate to that. But then, so but then at, same, yes. but at the same time, he's bringing to us 
in one proposal, yeah. all of it. Yeah, and, and that's highlighted too. Just, just so, I mean, so, so just, just adopt those that are related to field usage. Embedding cage uses on the back, we can make that an attachment. As long and, then, it, the, and then you can not do anything with then we don't fees, have to, I mean, fees at all. The fees look, don't have to look, change. Look back at it, I mean, but, excuse me, Chair, but the, the, the fact of the matter is, uh, in my opinion, our, our recreation department is, <clears throat> can use some more funding uh, from all around. We, uh, and I understand, just, just like Commissioner Gillard said, that the Recreation Department is not something that we have to do by, from the state, uh, but any, any county that looks like Liberty County or is trying to create an environment where you can live, work, and play, is very important to have a, a strong Recreation Department. I, I agree with you 100%. And this right here should have been in your budget. This don't need to be coming up like this. That should have been budgeted. When we got ready to vote on it, then it would have been included. But to come up here six weeks after we've approved a budget and then ask for an increase, this stuff like this right here needs to be in it. Now you said anybody that's sitting in there in that batting cage, every batting cage is supposed to be locked, ain't it? <coughs> So for traveling, it has one entrance. Well, somebody comes up there and says, "I'm on a, I'm they from Wayne County. I'm gonna do this." So you got to get an employee to come unlock it, right? Yes, sir. And you won't know if where, where he's from unless you look at his tag. So it needs to be a budgeted item and be done with it. And that, when I say that, if you're asking, what's it looking like? About ten thousand dollars a year for for the increases. Because if you raise no. it, you're not going to get this many people. They'll say, I ain't going to do that. I'll go somewhere else. Are you talking about the pavilion? Are you talking about the pavilion or the batting cages anything. in the fields? Yeah, I'm talking about anything. If you raise it, you're going to push people away from it. Well, now, we, you mentioned $450 in Glen County. You mm -hmm. know the reason it's like that? One thing is, is they don't want nobody down there. They would rather not have them. So I'm just saying... What we're doing up there is we need a budget for it, and then we can it's, it's approved. But we've, we've raised the taxes. They ought to be somewhere, some money stuck around out here somewhere that we don't have to increase it for the individual that wants to have a family reunion, somebody that wants to have a birthday party or whatever. I don't, I, I mean, I don't use it. I've been in, when I go vote, I go to the Schumann Center, and I've been down to... Midway a few times, but I'm just uh, yeah. I'm not uh, I'm not real crazy about raising it. I just want to say that now, Mr. Chairman. I had what, and I t I think we're going sideways here. Maybe I don't know, but it's a good discussion. But I don't see how he could have it in his budget if it's not approved. We have to approve the increase in his. They're bringing it before us now, and it's. That's what it's never been a budgeted item that I know of. I, if it is, but, but his is a little different. Yeah, I, th I think we are kind of so so so. I think we're really. But we have to approve. We're, we're it talking really about two distinct. By, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, he's so, been here twice. I don't I don't understand why we couldn't get this. Yeah, y'all have done fees. You could do it anyway. You obviously do it anyway you want to do it. it, 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 it you, 
You're our, uh, you can either say, look, any 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 kind of rental, any kind of change to a revenue stream that is due from a user fee must be submitted during budget process. And then you would anticipate possibly what revenue you might get from that and include it in your budget. Um, do you have to do it like that? No, you've, you've done it. This is kind of the way you've done it in the past, not to say that's right. But again, I, th I think, it, and maybe I'm misunderstanding, the user fees for tax-paying folks in Liberty County, kind of being a caveat, but not so much to check licenses, that are going to use and participate in recreation programs, what I'm hearing is, you know, hey, may maybe we need to hold tight. We got it budgeted. Maybe we need to be satisfied where that revenue is right now. For those folks that want to use the pavilions in there, we've got those operational monies budgeted. You haven't set the millage rate yet to cover that budget, but so, so you, you, you may be back looking at fees, but that being said, uh, you've got that budgeted. R really, r really, without an opinion on whether you should adjust fees annually or not, I will tell you, love travel teams, those are not necessarily, in a large part, not residents of your county that are coming in from other places. They don't get a chance to participate in the budgeted millage process, and they are heavily using your fields to a point that they aren't as good as they could be for your taxpaying people that are paying that you're concerned about. Right. That and they're wearing out stuff that needs to have some recoup on some dollars. It's field care, it's tearing up equipment, it's things like that. The opposite side of the pavilions is that, yes. is trying to recoup those non-recreational sponsored activities that are budgeted somehow. I mean, that, that's a huge part of it. Yeah, thank you. And I, I know that Ms. the rec department, their board, good people, and I know they're smart people, and I know that they see the need that we need to do this or they wouldn't approve it. You went to them, they, they brought it at the beginning, ever how many months ago that was, with everything, with the whole gamut of increasing registration for the little kids to play and all whoever to play, adults, and then you took it back and then you could just come back with just the, um, the uh, pavilions and the fields. So I think they've did their homework and they've approved this to bring it back to us. And there's no doubt in our traveling team, you have not just Liberty County citizens on those traveling teams that are coming in to Liberty County. Don't get me wrong, I'm all about recreation, but I do believe that we need to see an, a little increase in what he's doing here. Mr. Bruce. Chairman. Fred's trying to get in. I'm, I'm good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I still stand by no one, the opinion. No one else believes in Robert's rules. Still stand by the opinion Sarah, that can, can I be if we say that we want to invest go. in our youth, invest yeah. in the kids and the children of the county, I don't see us putting a bigger burden on them or their parents by steady raising these fees as such. Um, it's two different conversations going on. We're talking about the for-profit and travel team and all of this stuff but then the pavilions are still being used by the residents. They don't travel, they're not right. in the private people. So it's two different things going on. And for all this to be lumped into one, I don't agree with it. Uh, then fee increase period, but then we still got two different conversations going and it's all lumped into one. 
and I don't think it should be done like that. If we want to consider the fees as you asked about the traveling teams and all that, uh, that's one thing, but uh, the pavilions and some of this other stuff, it's, like I said, it's a different subject. Like I've stated before, this is a proposal. And I just said 10 minutes ago that if we don't need to change any fees as far as the pavilion goes, the pavilion fees can stay the same. That's that's a decision that the commission has to make. That's not my decision. So if the if the commission wants to keep the fees for the pavilion use the same, I'm fine with that. I don't have any problem with that at all. I don't think it's that simple. It's just the pavilion itself. I believe the whole thing needs redoing, re-looking at. But I'm just one person. Okay. Well, well, Mr. Chair, can you just give us some homework and let all the commissioners review this? Yeah. And then we come back. Yeah. And if, and if you have any issues or concerns with, with from the top to the bottom, just say no fees or you're okay with that fee or need to be, and just come back because it seems like we're just talking well, let, in circles. Let, but, but at the end of the day, I can tell you one thing that, and this is my personal opinion, our recreation department has been underfunded for quite a while. We've funded everything else from sheriff department to the ambulances and everything else. But when it comes down to recreation, their budget has increased less than $200,000 in the last 10 years. If you don't believe it, just look in your book. And everything else is increasing from concrete to everything. So <clears throat> if, if we're still trying to focus on having a community where you can live, work, and play, the number one thing that most citizens look at when they're moving into a community is a recreation. Anywhere in the country. So if we are talking about taking the burden off more taxpayers and all of that, let's focus on more recreation in one way or another. But Mr. Chair, I don't know if that was a motion to the table or, or discuss later. But I just feel like we're just talking in a circle now. If that was a motion to table, you got my second. All right. Thank you. The motion. To, well, let's make let's make it official. Chair, take a motion to the table. It's so moved, Mr. Chair. <laughs> Any further discussion? I, my, my, don't leave, sir. Don't leave yet. The discussion is we need to give him some clear instructions so he'll know what, I, to, <laughs> what to bring back to us. Otherwise, we're going to keep well, going around I, and around. This so. is this is what I would suggest: is that the um, the the facilities, the Stafford Pavilion and, and the pavilions, okay, that uh, that we don't increase the rental fee. That okay. We leave that as is. And, it, and if part of this proposal, this presentation here was for the outside agencies, the travel team, the travel basketball, and, and we trying to, um, um, you know, charge them a, a, a set of fee structure for them, that, then that's fine. But um, when you look at this, the first thing it said is the rental fees, and the first thing that, that Raymond said is that the rental fees were going to increase. And I was totally against that because, um, you know, I think that we need to provide that for the taxpaying <coughs> citizens of Liberty County. And as for traveling teams want to come here and use our facilities, um, that we do need to have a, um, a fee for that, and, and we, could work, we could work with that. But my thing is, if I was a traveling team and I wanted to practice down at uh, James Brown Park, um, and I'm paying 
and I'm going to call, and I'm going to say, I, I want this field this day and that time, but, and I'm paying. But, but I'm paying, but I, can, I only got a small window, you know, that I could spend my money on. It may be, um, you know, be, because the recreation department, you know, has the field already <coughs> tied up the majority of the time. All the prime time belongs to the recreation department, right, for the most part. Do, for the most part. Doing um, your, your, your lead play, okay? And if, and if the traveling team wanted to use the facilities, he's got to uh, choose a time other than it's already tied up with, with direct pay, okay? And then so, and, and, and we're gonna set a fee structure for him to use that whenever he can, he could get in where he fit in right. for a fee. That, that's, that's what we're doing, okay. And right. Mr. Chairman, <clears throat> uh, Mr. Gross, Mr. Brown, I think there might be a loophole in there somehow or another to allow those traveling teams to come in because you may have one on the team do it for one day and another person off that same team wants to use it the next day. So let's take a look at that and see how that's inserted, okay? So, Mr. Chair, we, we, have a, we have a motion and second on the floor. Yeah. So is this the discussion? It's a discussion, so he'll, have, so he'll have clear instructions on what okay. we, so when he comes right. back. Yeah. I'm like Commissioner Phipps, so he'll come back. With I'm, just, I'm just trying, <laughs> right, I'm just trying to get clarification. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so that, so, uh, and walk me through this whole. So is it up to him to, to redo it? I thought that was our homework. Yeah, he's gonna bring back a, a, a subsequent I will proposal. separate. I will separate everything and have it where you have the pavilions, which. So, so y'all just changing my motion. That was, it's fine though. No, motion with the oh, table, it's being yeah. tabled till he comes back. Okay. Yeah. All right, y'all right. I will separate yeah. the pavilion yeah, and facilities, all the facilities. Yeah. I'll separate that from the, the fees that we charge for the travel ball in the field. Isn't and that it what we looking at? But they want to see it. You would actually bring, sound yeah. like what I'm hearing, you would bring yeah. back two proposals. Yes. I'll bring back two, 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 two proposals. I'll right. bring one for the facilities. Just take the staple out. Flip the page. Mr. Chairman, and also uh, the amount of the fees, I mean, may want to be looked at also while you reevaluating what you're doing. Um, as, as I've stated, we don't have to change the fees. The fees are what we're charging people now. We haven't increased it at all. So we can leave the fees right where it is. So you don't really have to have a proposal for the, the facilities, the, the pavilions. Right. It's already in place. Yeah. Uh, you know, leave that the way it is. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm, I'm, Mr. Chair, Mr. Gross. Yes, sir. Will you work with our commissioner who's the liaison? We, we, we work together. Yes, sir. And no problem. Communicate stuff like that way and see okay. if we can get this iron out. Okay. The fellow commissioners, like, whatever you all decide, like, because I, I know we, we having, I guess, some, some questions about the different fees on the pavilions and this and that. If you all could just email, I guess, start a group email or something, however, however you want to do it, Mr. Brown, so we could kind of figure out the direction. Whatever he presented. No problem. The motion to the table with, with those instructions, Mr. Gross. All right. All right, motion passes. Yes, sir. Got be excused. Juvenile yeah. Court, MOU. All right. Didn't know it was going to take that long. <laughs> okay. 
Mr. Chairman, at the last meeting, we, we had a request from a juvenile judge to enter, into, enter into an MOU with the rest of the counties in the Atlantic Judicial Circuit to provide a staff attorney for the juvenile court. And I know it was uh, not officially tabled, but the chairman asked for some time to get with the uh, juvenile judge. I've made you a copy, actually, of the FY 2024 personnel request that were uh, looked at in I should have remembered, but I didn't. I didn't that, it, that it was one that was approved as part of the budget you approved for FY24 at the 92,373 level. Uh, so it, it is an approved budget item for Liberty County to participate in. Our actual, that's the total cost. Our actual cost will only be $35,000 of that money. So that was an approved budget item. It is included now in your operational budget. And so I bring before you, or I think you have before you, a MOU that was provided for consideration for the uh, staff attorney. And we would just, that, that was presented from a juvenile judge. And all the other counties in the circuit have agreed to fund their portion of that, just like Liberty County has. Okay. You need a motion? Yes, need yes, a motion. Sir. Second, any further discussion? All in favor, show your hands, please. Uh, lost some folk, but still not. Right, we got, got a quorum. Okay. <laughs> Lease agreement with Liberty Independent Troop. We do that once a year. Yes. Yeah. It's a, a yearly renewal with Liberty Independent Troop. As you know, that uh, Liberty County doesn't actually own that landmass down there where those fields sit. It is a lease. The lease has not changed. Uh, they do prefer a yearly lease where <coughs> we would do a renewal. Uh, they have provided, and we have provided, all the things to them that are required in the lease. Um, like proof of insurance and things like that. So it is just a renewal of that lease. And it's $8,000 per year, and that is a budgeted item in the Chair recreation budget. Second. Further discussion? All in favor of the lease agreement? All right, thank you. report. I did want to take a, just a second. Take your time. We took time with other stuff. I didn't give Michael that, so I'm glad I made you a copy. Oh, I've got it on thumb drive in my pocket. Yeah, I've got it on thumb drive in my pocket. Uh, the first thing, just real quickly, and I am going to move through these pretty quickly, is just to give you an update on the business trends at the airport. I know we have a <laughs> joint management board that does that. But I like to like to give you an update from time to time, mainly focus on on the highlighted columns, which are the last three months of that. Some of that relates to military traffic, but but what I do want to point out is a civilian traffic count out there. We've got a flight school <coughs> now that's out there. So you've got a civilian traffic, TWR is tower watch or tower following. So just during the month of June, there were 1,660 flight operations that were tower followed. And then there were another 1,830 without tower following. So that's pretty substantial numbers. Takeoffs and landings that we're seeing out there now, uh, well over 3,000 per month, which is, which is really, really good. A couple other things just real quick for you. The civilian Jet A indicates the jet fuel that we're selling, uh, which is a, a great profit back to the entities that operate that, us development authority in the city. So that indicates the number of gallons sold. You can see those continue to go up, 4,800 gallons sold of jet fuel. And then Avgas is actually what's put in the 
what I'll call smaller aircraft, general aviation aircraft, but it was also 4,800 gallons of that sold during the month of June. So again, those numbers continue to increase, which is great because then it offsets our costs that we have to make up the differential for airport operations. We do have 45 based aircraft out there. I think I might have mentioned this one time before. I think at Liberty Airfield years ago, we had two. So, uh, so it's changed substantially. And we just finished the last hangars, as y'all know, and those are all leased out. And we now have a new hangar waiting list. The state did send something the other day that they're going to try to appropriate some more funds for hangars, and they've asked for our hangar waiting list. So we're sending that back out also. Uh, I want to show you, just tell you too, we continue to work on expanding the lease footprint we have out there. As you know, we've got about 33 <coughs> acres. We're going to add, trying to add 83 acres to that. And the map following that uh, indicates that, that lease expansion area out there. Um, gosh, I'm sorry, I didn't get this on the screen. But you can see apron expansion over to the right and apron expansion to the right side of that page. Those are the areas that we're wanting to expand to. So we're moving through the Corps of Engineers lease uh, to do that. Uh, while I'm there, I will tell you too that we've been approached by a corporate individual that wants at his cost or the firm's cost to be able to uh, erect a hangar out there, a 100 by 100 hangar. So the airport group is working with him on those costs. He would bear all cost of construction, everything for that. Our big yield in the end would be selling him jet fuel, <laughs> which is great. So uh, that hangar would hold at least three aircraft in there, and it is a very well-established national firm to, uh, that wants to try to do that. <coughs> uh, again, next couple of slides, and I apologize the public can't see these, but we did, on the projects, we did have the ribbon cutting for EMS Station 2. That's going very well. And then the next slide that you see, or next page on there, is the Sam Harris gym. A uh, couple of things, we were down there today, but you can see the floor. Uh, on the left side, the wood floor's been installed, and that was a great choice by y'all to go with the wood. Uh, it, it is beautiful, and they hadn't even finished it yet. So that project's coming along real well. Uh, the paving is anticipated to happen within the next two weeks, so the parking lot will be paved. And, I mean, it's rolling right along. I really don't want to hex the project, but I think that we're far enough along now that we can see that in without any holdups or delays in anything. And I think it'll open up, uh, you know, be ready for opening probably sometime in October, I would guess, after cleanup. If you flip to the next sheet, this is the other project sheet. I will, there's a lot of, a lot of things going on, but I wanted to catch you up on that. We had the pre-construction conference at the Public Works Arena the other day. The contractor's almost got all of his bonds in place that he's got to have in order to get a notice to proceed. I think we'll be able to issue that notice to proceed within the next couple of three weeks. So that's moving real fast. The metal building down there is about disassembled. It'll be completely out of there by the first part of September. So that's great. And Clinton has already started clearing some of the land that we've acquired from EMC that'll hold this new facility. So uh, that's moving along real, real, real good. If you got any questions on that, please let me know. The health department, as you know, continues with design. There were some questions that were sent out to the health department staff with a floor plan uh, about three weeks ago. And I checked with the architect today and they've gotten comments <coughs> back from the health department. So once they get that floor plan, potential floor plan in place, they're gonna bring it back here to let you see it before we go out to bid to get your comments and everything on that. So I think it'll be real good. The next one involves the replacement of what we're calling the Islands Highway culvert. That's the large box culvert that's by the leaning tree on the way to the coast. 
for those of y'all that know, and I know all of y'all know where that is, that was a somewhat of a federally funded project. We applied for the amount of federal funds in that project is about $670,000. We're required to make the match. Unfortunately, we received one bid on that and it was for $4 million. So uh, we're gonna go back, take another look at that, but quite, quite frankly, probably we'll have to rebid that project because we simply don't have that to make up. We are gonna go ahead and take the information <coughs> we got off the bid and submit it to GEMA Georgia Emergency Management Agency so they can have a FEMA representative look at it to see if we can get some other federal funding to tag on to the project. Um, the EMS building and training facility is still under design. As you know, the US 84 bypass construction let is on hold pending funding for the environmental and utility relocation and we continue to work on that. The Barrington Ferry 17 design that GDOT wants us to do is still is still in that environmental uh, review condition for them so we're working on that the water system west which is everything this side of the railroad tracks is out for bid and it opens on the 29th of august so that is by the way what would fund this housing project that y'all looked at tonight which is good uh, miller park fire come along good got some delay on some stuff that Everybody's having delays on transfer switches for, for generators and those things. So may throw it a little off, but I think we're still on schedule to open that before the end of the year, which which would be good. Um, Mr. Mosley will will be bringing a presentation back to you in your work session. You said you want us to definitely take a look at impact fees, so you did budget for that to have that study that you got to have done. He'll be bringing that back for your review at the next meeting, which will be good. We closed out historical cultural applications. Uh, yesterday or day before so Marie and I are due to go through those Monday morning make sure they're all in order and then schedule with the review committee to come in and take a look at them good well, response very very good response good. best response ever and uh, what we'll do is once we get them together in a good format we'll send them out to the committee so you can have a look at them before you come in to you know to actually decide what you want to do so I think we're on on our track to submit those back to the board in September for your approval to get that going for those entities. The last thing I bring to you was something that, that came in a little while ago, and I know you were concerned about the time limit on it. We took proposals on furniture for the new fire station, and this is a construction budgeted item that's in there. We had three, three qualified proposers that submitted. You see those on that last sheet. The high score and low cost proposer was a local firm VIP their cost was 166,595,73, and it's a recommendation to the committee that we go ahead and award that to VIP. It is a budgeted item in the construction budget. There is a pretty good little lead time in there, so the sooner we can get that done, I know that was y'all's concern too, to go ahead and get that furniture on order, make sure it's in the station for a time for it to open. need us to accept the bid tonight, Jim? Yes, sir, we do, if, if, it's, if it's okay with the commission. All right. Um, Chairman? Yes, sir. I'll make a motion, I guess. We have to go with VIP. <clears throat> second. Motion second, we accept the bid from VIP for the Miller Park Fire Station Furniture in the amount of $166,595.73. cents. Is there any further discussion on the bid? Mr. Brown, do you have a list of what all was included in this? I do a very detailed list. list. I can, very yeah, detailed everyone list. Everyone, so we can just. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Any further discussion? 
That being done, all in favor, show of hands, please. Thank you. It's approved, sir. Mr. Chairman, that's all I have. Subject uh, to any questions. I've been getting calls about Islands Highway. We probably need to take a ride. Some of us in print need to take a ride down the whole entire highway to see what condition is in. I understand that's been beat, beat down pretty good, and I know we got traffic and we cannot stop the traffic, but we need to see what condition it's actually in. Yes, sir, we sure can. And uh, Mr. Long did not mention it tonight, but on the Bill Carter Road project, <clears throat> we probably will be looking at taking down that big tree, Mr. Chairman. Uh, <laughs> yes. I'm going to hug it. Because it's going to just don't be there when they set the bulldozer on automatic. <laughs> because uh, it's actually going to be a safety issue. Yeah. Right now, yeah. the road is about three, three and a half yeah. to four feet from the edge of that tree. Mm. And when you come by with your two foot addition, number one, you're going to hit the root. Mm. And that's going to leave that tree probably about almost a feet and a half from the edge of that road. And that's going to be too close. And I don't want it to rest on my conscience that <coughs> we left that tree up there and somebody hit it. Yeah. Yeah. All right, sir. I did want to mention, too, I know Mr. Jones has mentioned uh, alternative fuel vehicles or EVs, too. Uh, so we've had a discussion with Enterprise. They have a separate EV division to work with that and help communities get into that. And I'd like to get them, as their schedule permits, in the next 60 days, hopefully, to come in and just do a quick presentation for the board on trying to move into that aspect. They did work with Chatham. They're the ones who work with Chatham right there. Mr. Brown, I had one request. I'm sorry, go ahead. Uh, can you have Trent or yourself look at a um, turning in, turning left on the 15th Street? You know, the G, G dot didn't put an arrow there. Right. All other three signals have an arrow except that one going left into Fort Stewart. Had some folks asking about that again. That's the yeah, awful one. The, you know, it was interesting. They put a left turn coming Airport Road onto 196, but didn't put one from 196 going on to 15. Right. That's where you're talking about. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Mm hmm. Okay. But the school Chair. down there and the build up of 15th Street, a lot of cars going in there. Okay. Chair, I got one little thing. Yes, I think so. Chair, I got, since you mentioned DOT, the overpass, McIntosh. It's becoming to be unsafe. Uh, the other day, there was about five dump trucks lined up when they go over the overpass. They stop, they turn right in front of that stove. And it's going, and then you got trucks coming out right in front of that stove, loaded, trying to go up the hill now. So it's getting worse. So rather than coming 196, they're coming through that little. Yes, sir. And then you got some of them that's shooting straight across the road. Uh, going over to the asphalt pile. So if we can, we need to find a way to shut that road down. I'll look back and we'll, we'll have to pull those <coughs> deeds as to what was, you know, what yeah. GDOT had to agree or had to agree with the property owners. We'll, we'll be able to pull that. Because it's, it, it is getting worse. Yeah. Yeah. We'll pull it and look at yeah. it, get together on it with you. <coughs> Anything else for good order? Do I take a motion to adjourn? So moved. Second. All in favor? You stand adjourned.